time for uh, us to lose our jobs. <laughs> That's what we're here to do today. Um, Pastor Matthew and I, uh, this is Avery, Pastor Avery, are here sitting down to, uh, to talk about Christians and voting. You might, maybe not, but you might have heard uh, there is something coming up uh, next Tuesday, um, I think, that is weighing pretty heavily on the minds of Americans right now. I, uh, I haven't heard anything about this. What, what, are, what are you talking? Is there a ball game? Well, this is not going to be an effective podcast. Uh, we, that's what we um, we need to do a podcast on how Christians should think about sports. So that's what uh, that's what we'll do. That's gonna be yes. a lot. I was about to say far that more interesting. Yeah, and actually, probably more controversial. So, yeah. So, um, obviously, this is a really um, this is really important. Um, jokes aside, um, and we're going to try, I think, to walk a delicate tightrope here, uh, where when there is something this serious, it does you know, call for a pastoral word. And at the same time, being um, in a position of, uh, you know, spiritual leadership, uh, you do have a responsibility not to um, bind people's conscience, you know, in a way that uh, the Holy Spirit is not uh, working through them. So So you're not going to tell me how to vote today? Not today. I I was kind of hoping for that. We'll do that off the air. Uh, okay. Um, okay. That's that's fair. Yeah. I I need um, to be told by someone. I'm not being told by enough people how I should vote. Yeah. You know, Facebook hasn't hasn't been suggesting anything. You know, well, over the past few weeks. Well, that's um really that's what I'm I'm saving for uh, November second is my um I'm sure I'll be the only one is my uh, six paragraph um, explanation of how I'm voting. So. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a bit of a tightrope, so you'll have to forgive us if we, you know, uh, do a lot of hedging and, and if you hear a bunch of jump cuts where we had to cut things out or, um, if this never even makes it to your ears, um, because we just decide that it's going straight to the garbage can. Um, but we're, we're going to do the best we can with what we have. And I think we kind of agreed, like, that we're not going to talk very much about, uh, the candidates or, the issues as much. We want to talk more generally than that, right? Yeah, and let me let me ask you, since this was your idea, by the way, this, this was Avery's idea, uh, and you know Josh was going to be a part of this, but but he's he's in Arkansas, living it up right now, in the woods, in the wilderness. He knows how to do it. He knew this was the week. He saw that on Slack. He's like, I get it to Arkansas. Well, he just he just doesn't really care much about politics, though. <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't try to talk to Josh about politics. He really doesn't care whatsoever. So no, Josh Josh has uh, very helpful, very nuanced views uh, that would have been very helpful for this this discussion. So I, I hate that he's he's not a part of it. He, he did send us some thoughts over Slack, but I don't think they were any different than anything we were going to say. So, um, but well, let me let me ask you. We have his approval out I guess. of the gate. Uh, I didn't prepare Avery for this at all. Uh, but I just I just thought of it, and you mentioned it briefly. But uh, we're not doing this podcast because we are political experts. Um, so why why offer any thoughts at all for our congregation? 
Well, we're not. So, okay, there's two sides to this. There is the political side and there is the Christian side. And we are not political experts, but we're supposed to be Christian experts, um, right? In theory. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I think that's more of uh, the lens I'm looking through. I, I do try to stay as informed as I can and, you know, but... I don't consider myself a pundit. Uh, you know, I don't consider myself a uh, even a political junkie. Um, but we have, uh, you know, a more direct and specific obligation to the flock that we're shepherding uh, to lead them in Christ-likeness. And we have uh, also this responsibility um, as, you know, very minor, you know, partial leaders in our... Uh, in our world as being a registered voter um, to, uh, to take that seriously. So just in the way that say a, um, like a King with a much bigger, you know, picture would have to uh, be very much informed about, uh, about politics, but also um, if they were a righteous godly ruler need to be informed about the principles of the faith that change the way they rule, you know, we should have uh some knowledge of the principles of the faith that inform the way we vote. So no, that's, that's really good. We, we are coming at this from a Christian worldview, but we're, we're mainly wanting to discuss how should Christians in particular, and maybe even more specific, how should, how should our faith family or how do we believe our faith family should approach uh, voting? And especially this, this year, this, this isn't an opportunity for us to, to deliver a hot take you know, or, or argue for... I've, I've got all kinds for. of hot takes written down here. I was just writing... You, the, do, you do have a lot of paper there. So <laughs> you, you've, you've got all the articles. I'm going gonna, gonna to read every one. Of, uh, this, is, this is entirely different than the sermon recap where we just kind of come in and shoot from the hip. I've, I've done research on this, you know. You have. I'll be relying I've got notes. on that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's, we're, we're, we're trying to make this a hot take free zone, but... Uh, with that said, we better get down to the hot takes uh, as soon as we can. So, anyway, we have soccer tonight, so have a little bit of time. Yeah, we, we we better get started then. Uh, seven minutes in. Um, so, so when we're talking about voting and we're talking about uh, you know the big picture, um, we'll just start with the most general question we could possibly ask about this, and I'll, I'll go to you, and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Um, how should Christians think about voting? Yeah, lots of angles we, we could take on this. I'll let you take whichever one. We'll, we'll cover them. We'll just let you yeah. start. Yeah. Uh, well, f- well, first of all, you know, we have to make a decision. Are we even going to vote? You know, mm-hmm. and so that, that forces us to ask the question, are, are Christians obligated to vote? And... You know, it, honestly, we should probably even back it up and ask, are Americans even obligated to vote? Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people think of voting as a civic duty, you know, but but really it's more of a civic responsibility that we have. Like, we're, we're not enforced by the government to, to vote in the way that we're enforced to pay taxes, you know. So uh, it's it's a privilege. It is it is a right, and it's precious, and and we should we should take advantage of it. But you know, technically speaking, we're not obligated, not even by our own country, you know, to to vote at all. Um, so so we want to want to make sure we say that, uh, which, which will be important as we talk about like voting your conscience. You mm-hmm. know, um, it's not like we're 
someone's going to hold a gun to our head and say, hey, you know, you're going to vote Dem or Republican, like which, which way are you going? And you, you have to. Right. Um, so so that, that's an important thing to keep in mind. Um, however, you know, we, we should, out of love for our neighbor, uh, care for the good of, of society, uh, take, take voting seriously. And so I think, I think that's where it begins. Like, you know, having, having a, a sober approach to, to your responsibility as a citizen and then even as a Christian, uh, to vote. So, so yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's where I would start with that. And any, anything you wanted to, to yeah. jump off of that? Well, yeah. I mean, just that yeah. it's, you know, it's always, um, it's always in our best interests, uh, as Christians, not just in our best interests, it's always our, our obligation from scripture to, um, work for the good, even the temporary good of our neighbors and, um, even those that are non-Christian, you know, so, um, you know, the levers of power in our democracy, you know, can be used for good ends. And so right. if we have that opportunity, um, we should, I think, try to do it, mm. uh, as, as best we can. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned conscience, uh, so what do you think the role of conscience should be uh, when a Christian goes to the voting booth? I think it's primary because we're we're not given specific commands in Scripture for who we should vote for. You know, mm-hmm. and as, as much as, as some have, have tried to contend this year that the Bible is just abundantly clear, you know, on, on who you should be voting for, we we don't see those verses in scripture we 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 don't yeah. know uh you know exactly what the lord has for us in terms of who we should be voting for in any election yeah that uh everyone, I, I saw this um this um is this christianity today article when is it a sin to vote for a political candidate and uh this this guy greg Locke from pastor He's the pastor of Global Vision Bible Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, said the Bible is extraordinarily clear on these matters. He said, uh, and then there's, you talk about hot takes. This is lava take. He's trying to get it as hot as he can. We've become so apathetic and lukewarm in the way we think. We've allowed the culture to so overtake the church. We've become cowards. So do you feel like it is cowardly? Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like it's cowardly to say, vote your conscience? Absolutely of, not, since I just said it, and I don't <laughs> think I'm a coward. I just um, wanted to give uh, Mr. Locke some res- representation here in this room. So, Wow, yeah, shout out. Um, what's his first name, Greg? Greg. Yeah, yeah. shout out, Greg. <laughs> uh, appreciate that take, brother. Uh, no, that's, that's really tough. That would, be a, that would be a really hard take to defend. And we're not saying that there aren't biblical principles that can guide us, but again, they're guiding our conscience and so your conscience is really important. If you're if you're heading into the voting booth and your conscience is compelling you, you know, to vote for one candidate over another or to to vote for third party or you know whatever it is, you would actually be in sin to violate your conscience for for whatever reason, outside pressure, mm-hmm. you know, right. uh, trying to align with with certain people in your circles or within mm-hmm. your family or friend group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would be more concerned about somebody violating their own conscience in whichever direction they vote than to say, we believe the Bible gives us enough information to, to decide, okay, this is objectively the best candidate, you know, or the best mm-hmm. party to vote for. So yeah. conscience is, is primary. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And to, to circle back to that initial question, you said, uh, should a Christian feel obligated to vote? I think it's, you know, this is key to answering that is where does conscience, your conscience fit in? Um, you know, if you if your conscience has pricked you to say, you know, voting for uh, Trump, for Biden or for, for whoever else, um, then then your conscience is pricked, you know, and, and you are bound to that, I think, um, to to act in that way. I mean, at the same time, if your conscience has uh, told you clearly that, you know, to vote for either or any of these candidates would be wrong or sinful, um, then I think it is appropriate to respond in that way. I think there's just, you need a degree of intentionality there. Just the apathy, I think, yeah. would also be um, also be bad. Just, you know, I'm just going to forgo this opportunity to even right. consider, you know, trying to do good through my vote. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be lazy. And, I, and just to be honest, I'm tempted toward that. You know, there mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to be an obvious choice, you know, uh, in this election. Uh, you know, it felt the same way in the past. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's easy to to think, well, since I, I'm not sure, I'm just not even going to think about it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not I'm not going to read. I'm not going to think I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk to other people. Uh, something else that's really important when when you think about voting and how you should approach it. And it's related to conscience as well is is being in a community. So mm-hmm. so we we're not just thinking of ourselves as individuals. We're voting on behalf you know, of, of other people, like for the good of other people. But we also as Christians uh, exist and live within a community. So if our right. conscience is compelling us to to vote in a certain way, uh, the benefit of being in a diverse community would be having conversations with people whose conscience leads them to vote in a different direction, you know? And so you're not just, Mm -hmm. you know, going to the voting booth like in a vacuum and you only have your own thoughts and your own favorite, you know, uh, media personalities that you're listening to or favorite, you know, news sites that you're, you're listening to. You have, you know, brothers and sisters who, who may see the world differently than you, you know, slightly from, from the same Christian worldview even. So, you know, voting is very complex and there is no, you know, Christian party. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's not easy for us. Um, so yeah, like the community, the church is, is vital, you know, in, in, you know, developing, uh, you know, um, voting ethic. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, what do you think, um, is there, uh, and, and I know your answer to this, but I just want to give you the chance to speak to it as, uh, you know, as the lead pastor with a, a role of, you know, trying to help and form our culture here at Trace. Um, is there a place for people who are, um, who are thoroughly convinced, uh, you know, straight R ticket voters, you know, and thoroughly convinced, you know, uh, straight blue ticket uh, guys? Are, are there place for both here? At our church. Well, no, because, you know, obviously in our confession of faith, you know, and in our bylaws, you have to be of a certain political party. <laughs> yeah, I've, I did, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, I mean, when you uh, it's a great question because, I, you know, there there are some pastors, uh, some churches that if, if it's not officially stated in that way, which it's probably not, they give that insinuation. You're right. not welcome here unless you are like us politically. Some do state it. And so, yeah. Um, no, don't tell me. Is there more from, from Mr. No, Locke? I don't know. I thought you were going to bring up something else. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll let the moment slip. We'll pass by without doing that. No, I'm sorry. Um, um, 
Yeah, I'm not gonna go there with him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. So we've yeah, we believe that there is is space, you know, for both. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You're absolutely. In yeah, and and we want that. Like our unity is not in in politics. Our, our unity is in Christ. And it's highlight it's highlighted especially when there when there is some diversity. Right. And that's what I was about to say is that doesn't necessarily mean that um we just have to absolutely stay quiet about what we think about things, all. right? Yeah. Um so one thing I kinda wanted to ask, um because a lot has been made about it. There was even an article that I think it came out this morning. I'm not sure of the date, but yes, today. Um, but there was an, actually an article about this today, and I mean it's it's been in the back of everyone's mind. Uh, when you think about voting, uh, is the character of the person that you're voting for, or the outcome that you can expect uh, by voting for someone? Um, how do you weigh those two and balance those two? Yeah, the first thing I would say, I would say is that it's it is very complex. Right. So I don't know that there is an easy answer there, and a full evaluation of both is required. And uh, you're referencing Piper's you know article from right. from this morning, which I thought was so helpful. The insight right. that he he brought to that, and and the point that he brings up in it is policy decisions. And this is coming from a, like a a one issue voter. You know, oh yeah, he, Piper's a one issue voter. He said that clearly. Yeah, yeah. Like um, he he believes that you know if you if you support abortion rights, like you are disqualified as a candidate. So right. he cares deeply about outcomes. You know, right. and he cares deeply about policies. But the the thing that he's highlighting, I thought it was so helpful because I, I haven't seen much of this from from other evangelical leaders, is that poor character or even evil character in a person can also have detrimental outcomes for right. the nation, for, for the culture. Right. And so I, I think as long as, as long as you understand that, uh, you know, you, that and start from that place when you start weighing them, like it's not just, you know, I've heard people say, uh, we're not electing a pastor. So his right. personal behind the scenes, like behind closed doors character, you know, what he watches on TV and like stuff he's done in his past, like that, that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, that's not a very biblical view. Yeah. You know, we, we know uh, that the character of leaders directly impacts uh, right. cultures and societies. And I mean, even, you know, we've like it's been, you know, referenced repeatedly. The SBC had a resolution on, you know, moral, moral character of public officials in 1998. And I mean, they said, whereas tolerance of serious wrong by leaders sears the conscience of the culture, spawns unrestrained immorality and lawlessness in the society, and surely results in God's judgment with, mm. you know, references there to that. Um, I think, yeah, it's character is of the most importance in the people that we elect. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that, I mean, there is a degree of, of balance there um, where, you know, you don't want to um, elect someone who is running on an evil platform or, right. you know, from what you can tell is, is even if they're well-intentioned, you know, are going to harm the society. At the same time, you don't want someone who might be running on a platform that you think might be beneficial, but whose character is bad because, as we see here, you know, it sears the conscience of a culture. You know, it uh, it can have 
devastating impacts and devastating impacts for our witness on what you know is valuable. Yeah, and as again, well. that's that's why your your own conscience is so important because exactly as as you're weighing those options, it's not as if we believe that you can weigh weigh all of those the the policies, the potential outcomes, and the character of the individuals, and then at the end of it, say ah. Clear cut, you know, exactly. this is the person we need to exactly. vote for. Like, we're at some point going to have to understand, man, I really, really don't like this, either about this guy's policies or this guy's character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and we may feel like, though, you know, based on what we value, what's precious to us, what our conscience is, is telling us, I'm going to vote for them anyway. Right, yeah. That's what, um, that's where, and I mean, even when you're evaluating um, outcomes or, or conscience or excuse me, outcomes or character, your conscience still has to come in because there's not a biblical threshold there for like, you know, this is righteous enough to vote for this person or, you know, this outcome is um, the most, you know, valuable or whatever. There, I mean, there, there's some ways that we can evaluate that from scripture, but there's not a, um, there's not a rubric in it. Right. So, yeah, and I, I, if I can just read like one, one line, uh, just before we leave from this, we're, from this article from Piper, again, I also absolutely recommend this. Um, we're going to link to it, uh, so you'll be able to get to it easily. But, I mean, he says, uh, Christians communicate a falsehood to unbelievers who are also baffled when we act as if policies and laws that protect life and freedom are more precious than being a certain kind of person. The church is paying dearly and will continue to pay for communicating this falsehood year after year. So I think it's vital for us to take both of those things into account. Otherwise, we risk, like, um, that's the word I'm looking for not invalidating, but, you know, just, um, taking away our credibility. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm going to mention that. So, uh, I think, okay, here's, um, one thing, uh, we may actually end up taking this out for time's sake, but wanted to see your thoughts about this. Why would someone, why would a Christian vote in a place like this is, this is getting on the more political end, but, um, I think still a good question for our church in particular, uh, why would someone vote in a place like Mississippi, where it is just like when you look at, say, this you know this presidential election is going to be in all likelihood, in all likelihood, you know, you never know for sure, but a landslide, um, Victor. I, I don't know the last time that, um, you know, the electors in Mississippi have sent, uh, you know, their votes to a Democratic nominee. So um, why would someone in Mississippi vote? Um, specifically, I mean, our church, you know? Yeah, no, no, it's important. Uh, you know, and this, this may not be the best way to think about it, but one odd benefit of being in a situation like that is if your conscience is torn Mm -hmm. and you really aren't sure, you can feel like not as if your vote is completely insignificant but you can feel better about maybe not voting yeah, for the or, presidential candidate. Or you can just not feel as guilty about the person you voted for. Or not yeah. feel as guilty, you know. So so there's there's a benefit there uh, for sure. And, again, there's freedom. Now, voting in general, you know, I, th- I think one thing that it's so easy for us to forget, we get so consumed by the, you know, presidential election, we forget there are other things we're voting for. 
you know, mm-hmm. in Mississippi. And mm-hmm. you probably have a, a list of things there. Oh, yeah, I can read it off real quick. It won't take a second. So besides uh, the presidential election, there's going to be a vote for uh, one of Mississippi's Senate seats, which is, you know, obviously important. We only have two of those. Um, and we'll have a um, House of Representative vote um, for us. That'll be the first congressional district. Uh, and I think anybody listening to this podcast would be in that. There's some um, uh, Mississippi Supreme Court uh, justice elections. Um, and then there's uh, three initiatives that are specific to Mississippi. One being about uh, medical marijuana. Uh, another being about uh, the way that the popular vote works in the election of the governor. And then the last, you know, being on our state flag, um, that was the old one being axed yeah. earlier this year and the, you know, the new one being proposed. So that is a lot besides just a presidential. Yeah. So know, there's, there's election. a lot to vote for. So yeah. Um, I, w- I would still encourage people to, to go and vote even if they're not sure, or even if they feel like their votes, a throwaway vote, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter like showing up and voting. It's, it's still right. significant. And a lot of those things will probably have more direct impact on our city than, right. you know, uh, the presidential election. So, all right. So we'll wrap it up with this. Um, I want us to leave uh, just with one piece of advice that we would give uh, as we, you know, go to the voting booth um, for our, our people to hear just the you know, bit of pastoral wisdom. Uh, I can start, uh, let you finish, you know, let you wrap it up. Um, so I would say my piece of advice would be vote early, vote often. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, my, <laughs> my, my advice, uh, my actual <laughs> advice, uh, I've done pretty good. I've made almost zero jokes, uh, this whole time. So my real advice is pray, think, talk before you go, uh, to pray about your vote. I mean, we've talked uh, so much about conscience um, and, you know, who is it that works that conscience out in us? It's, you know, the Holy Spirit. And so I think it's incredibly vital before we go and vote, knowing that our, our conscience is the Holy Spirit working within us, um, you know, God's work being so important to make this a, you know, God decision, you know, to, to pray, be connected with the Lord in it. Um, also think it's important to think about the biblical calling that you have, what the scripture has called you to be and called you to do, um, to think carefully about that, to meditate, um, on scripture as you do this. And then finally, just to talk about what you're thinking with other people that you trust. Um, we talk about, we talk a lot about doing things in community here at Trace and we don't, uh, I think. You know, one of my my going principles is I'm a lot less likely to do something stupid if someone else knows I'm going to do something stupid before I do it. You know, (laughs) that way they can talk me out of it. So uh, just talk about what you're thinking with another person before you do it um, and uh, make it some make it make sure it's somebody you trust, not someone who's going to manipulate you or, you know, someone who's going to shame you for what you're thinking. So that's that's all I have as far as advice goes. Yeah, um, I think that's really helpful. It's. uh my advice is, you know, is specifically related to the community of faith. And we have talked a lot about voting your conscience. So I would encourage each of us to vote our conscience without binding the consciences of others. Hmm. So you, you are going to be, you, you may be very convinced that this is the right thing 
for you to do in the voting booth, Mm -hmm. you know, and it will be very tempting and very easy for you to apply your conscience to other people or hold Mm -hmm. others to the standard of your own conscience. And, and we have to avoid that. Uh, And it relates to my second piece of advice, which would be to remember that your voting choice is not a test for orthodoxy Mm -hmm. as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Voting one way or the other does not make you a Christian or make you not a Christian. Our, our confession of Christ is is what, you know, our faith in him is what makes us Christian. Right. And so we, we need to, to remember that. And our unity is is not in how we vote. It's 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 in Christ. And so right. just we, we need to remember that. And then finally, uh, one thing I hate about election years is the candidates are put forward almost as like messiahs. You know, the the current, you know, uh, president and, and people that are lobbying for him would say, we have to keep him in office or everything's going to go dark, you know. Right. And then the other the other candidate saying everything already is dark. So right. you need to elect me so that I can save you. And and there is no savior on on that ticket that, that we could vote for. Uh, so so don't don't trust them. Don't don't trust, you know, political parties or political candidates. Trust the Lord. He is sovereign and his kingdom does not depend on the United States of America. It does not depend on democracy. It doesn't depend on any of the things that are even really good that we that we love. Um, His kingdom is unshakable. Right. And and so just remain confident in in that. Right. Yeah. So. I yeah I appreciate that, um, and I I hope that uh, I hope that our members will hear that and, and take it to heart. I just want to uh, leave with uh, just one one little uh, couple of verses from Philippians three um, Philippians three twenty through twenty one. Uh, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. We're, we're not uh, voting for, you know, the geopolitical coming of Christ here. You know, this is, uh, this is a temporary election for a temporary world, but we have um, an eternal Savior. So I guess that about does it for me. Um, if, uh, if you have surmised how we're going to vote, I would like for you to tell me that uh, so that I know how I'm going to vote. Um, that would be very helpful. <laughs> um, we do appreciate you listening, and we really do hope it's been helpful. Um, we've tried to walk the line between being specific and, um, you know, being contentious or uh, misleading. So with that, I um, hope you have a great day. And again, thanks for listening. Come on.